Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, joined by my big brother and yours, Captain Handsome himself, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. Ains, how are you, man? <laughs> Captain Handsome. You tweeted uh, that, it. I didn't that's, it. That's not going to stick. Um, I forgot my poker no. chip, boys. I don't oh, have them no. with me. Uh, oh, it's no. Shame. The the quarter century twenty fifth episode extravaganza, and you don't have the poker chips. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Does but this yeah. show mean nothing to you? Yeah, <laughs> twenty five episodes of this shit show, boys. I know. I, I can't remember a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. I'm really proud of us. You know, our goal was to get to twenty five, and now we're done. This is it. You know, like yeah. we did it. Yeah, uh, my goal. My goal is to get to episode 50, have someone do a montage of me just owning Luke over and over again. <laughs> All my faces where I'm just like. Exactly. <laughs> Insert oh, Fallout guy here. <laughs> my goal was to be the most popular season gaming podcast. And then you had to bring other people into BitCast. And it was like, ah, oh, come on. All right. You know, we were we were on our way. We were there. No, we were not. No, we were not. <laughs> Oh, what the hell, man? Well, I guess it's a good time to introduce Joseph Moran, host of go. the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Mr. Badbit, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm really tired. <laughs> I've been a, tired for like three days straight. Podcast. I appreciate that. It's good. Yeah. Well, you know what I got? You know what I got? It's kind of show and tell. It's kind of show and tell. Look at this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Steam Deck. Yeah. I don't I've think been... it's little. No, this thing's massive, but it's nice, man. It's comfortable. I don't get like the hand fatigue almost ever. Like it takes a, it takes a minute for that to really kick in. This thing's awesome. I'm, I'm, how, how many hours a day are you playing it right now? Oh, like one or two. Not not too okay. crazy. I play it in bed naked. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm loving it. I just downloaded Vampire Survivors, which is like a huge game on on Steam right now. And on mm -hmm. the the Twitch, so you know, I'm just trying to get to understand the PC ecosystem a little bit more. Is that the battle royale one? No, that's no it's like a roguelike. Yeah, it's blood hunt. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's it looks cool, good, man. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, it only makes me miss the Vita, and wish the Switch was more powerful. You know. Yeah, I know. Because I have been so I have been playing PlayStation plus like remote play or whatever mm -hmm. on the on the steam deck because there's a little hack of how to get it working on the steam deck mm -hmm. and through the os naturally and um it's finicky because it is like a third-party app but mm -hmm. when it works holy crap like people are like do you notice any lag i'm like no it's nice yeah. it, it feels really it feels really good i was able to play like the first episode of episode jesus level of uh of bloodborne mm -hmm. like without dying that's cool it's pretty good it's pretty good than you do on your ps5 <sighs> yeah, yeah yeah and on xbox uh game pass i was playing uh xcloud on it as well nice. it's a good app man it's a great app yeah is well, it working well on the steam deck just as far as like cleanly starting it up i th i think it works well enough to mm -hmm. like like it's not I see. I I feel a little bit of input lag, but not like a whole lot that like deters me from much. I was able to play Forza Horizon, and I was actually kind of stunned of like how well the th the game actually looks, mm -hmm. and how like it's not stuttering. You know, mm -hmm. again, a little bit of input lag, but like I'll deal with it. 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm liking it a lot. And that's what I'm kind of wanting the steam deck to be is like my PlayStation away from PlayStation and my Xbox away from my Xbox. And then having a few little like obscure indie games, um, on steam to play. So naturally I I played Elden Ring. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I cut you off. You good? Oh no, I played Elden Ring on it and the battery life is like two to three hours if you're lucky. Gotcha. Every time I've used xCloud, um, I notice the input lag, but it's very quickly adjusted. Like when I play, I can pl- play Gears 5 comfortably, like get mm. the active reloads down and stuff. It's just a quick like two minute adjustment and then I'm good. Yeah. Um, did you notice something similar with Steam Deck? Um, no, but now that you said it, I'll take a closer look at it. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because because now see my my whole stop with it as well is like Game Pass is the thing that I test out the games that I may want to play or may be interested in and then i go and i buy them on playstation is usually where i'm at um so i'm i'm right now kind of stalking because luke you you know you saw my rage at xbox uh, a few days ago yeah 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 yeah. learn how to make an hdmi port all right i have to send this thing back and went for a box uh the hdmi port is not working well on your series x yeah Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah. I'm just getting like a black screen. Uh, I, I got to like jingle it a couple of times. And pray to God it works. So I'll be without an Xbox for God knows how long. Hopefully not long, but. Which was yeah. frustrating because we were trying to play Halo and mm-hmm. it put him in a bad mood before we played. And that, that throws you off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't focus when you're frustrated with your. No, nah, nah, he's bad <laughs> enough even with focus. So, oh, uh, OK. It's all right. You old piece of shit. Uh, well, we, it's like, all I got I'm for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a it's a go to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right <laughs> I, I hate that you're having that before season two drops, because that's what I was excited to to play with season two of Halo. And the, the return should be pretty quick. Like I've, I've known a few people have gotten them repaired and it's like within a week. So I don't that's think you'll good. be too far behind. That's good. Any, is Joe uh, frozen? Joe is frozen. I think Joe's frozen. Nice. Let's talk about him. Ugly kid. <laughs> Ugly kid. Honestly, every time he, it's, it's fun, dude, real talk. Every time he, he starts to get on his, his, bs about uh playstation being the best his xbox starts to act up and i feel like it's intentional yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah i don't so. even believe him you know half the time i mean he's yeah. just full he's just full and again i go back to ugly ugly <laughs> well i don't want to start our main topics ains before he gets back and fixed because it'll take him a while before he realizes it uh what are you playing lately man yeah, man. So I had, uh, well, there you go. That 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 looks great for the audience. Good job, Joe. I look fantastic, honestly. Um, look at this hair. We'll do this real quick. Sure. Um, so I am playing Rogue Legacy 2 for review. And I can okay. say that I'm playing it. Uh, I can't really talk about it. The embargo is a couple days as we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um, comes out the end of this week as we're recording or as you're watching this. And if you haven't played Rogue Legacy, it is a 2D. Uh, disc, disc, disc. It is a 2D, and now we're backwards. Okay. Uh, he's got it. You got it. Welcome there to the go. awesome show, everyone. You're ruining it, um, Blame Verizon, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rogue Legacy is a roguelite. Uh, came out actually quite a few years ago now. I think like five, four or five years ago. It's actually my favorite roguelite of all time. Uh, it's fantastic 2D gameplay, like classic 2D gameplay. Super smooth. Very challenging. And um, 
you you do every run you can gain permanent upgrades and you decide what upgrades you do so it's mm -hmm. it's not one of those games where like you'll do a 20 minute run and you get a random upgrade and you're like i don't even want that doesn't do anything for me so it's really well designed and and two so far just builds heavily upon one if you liked one you're gonna love two um so uh, i'm excited to talk more about that but other than that not too much i'm gonna be diving back into halo pretty hardcore here soon uh, yeah. There's a good re weekly reward this week I want to get, and then season two is next week. So it'll be back to Halo most of the time for me going forward. Cool. Ooh cool. For the Joe, next you... six months. <laughs> Joe, before we go into our big topic, are you playing anything right now that's uh, piquing your interest? Other than your mother, I'm only playing uh, Nobody oh Saves God. the World. Oh, my God. Joe's like, uh, it looks like I was wondering where she was. She said she was going to be home. That's she right. left. <laughs> that's right i know i've been playing nobody saves the world and it's fantastic awesome it's fantastic man it, this is like honestly because i've never been a huge fan of like the 2d zeldas this is easily my favorite like the writing does not take itself seriously it is super funny it is super witty mm -hmm. and it's just a whole lot of fun it has like the same art styles of like um I think the show was named like Kablam, uh, back in like Nickelodeon. It was like it's really weird and out there. Like think of kind of Ren and Stimpy ish, and pretty much the whole premise of the game is like you're taking over. You're a nobody. We don't know what you are exactly, but you have a wizard's wand you're trying to find, and this wand is able to turn you into various different, not just people, but animals in like objects so one minute you're a knight next minute you're an archer you have the power of an archer you have power of a knight and then all of a sudden you have the power of a rat which is like poison just all all about that that those dots and dps you have like a snail and he shoots just slug like crap at you but it turns into like one of those like classic like shmups almost in the way it fights every class feels super unique and to top it all off, you're still able to also take powers from other classes that you've unlocked to place it. So I could be a rat, but I could be shooting a bow like an archer. I could be uh, a knight and I could be, you know, doing magic like a wizard. So there's a lot of combos that you could kind of chain to kind of fight your, your enemies or go through the, and clear out dungeons. So I'm really liking it a lot. It's probably my favorite indie this year. Mm -hmm. um totally digging play, it go go pick it did up you, did you play tunic uh i i played very little of it that's one i do need to get to okay um second question is it drink box that makes it is, yep. it, is that the one okay yep guacamole cool. severed yeah gotcha. this is my first drink box game by the way and i can now totally understand why it's there yeah, so drink box are awesome yeah yeah um i played the uh demo of that when it released because i was really looking forward to it it is awesome had the full game installed since it came out and i just uh i have very little time in it so it's one of those i got to get back to but by all accounts everyone uh really enjoys it yeah cool nice great oh, indies this year man jeez dude so good like i i, I want to put up a post on the trophy room like we all know what the game of the year is but like the indie category this year is gonna be a bloodbath yeah because they're they're all so great what are our big ones I'm well, you, had, you have Tunic, you have Nobody Saves the World. Mm -hmm. I Seafood. promise you Rogue Legacy 2 will be up there. Truck to Yummy. Um, yeah, Truck to Yummy looks Trek good. Seafood's excellent. Yet. I have a fear about Truck to, no to Yummy. 
I'm worried about that one. It looks fantastic. I'm just worried it's going to play clunky. Mm. Um, it could. But I don't know that. You know what right. I mean? Like I've not put, I've not played it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, pa- well, Kyle was at PAX um, exposing himself at a super spreader event. And he said, <laughs> all, right, all these poor people, I don't know how I got it. I, I, I was so safe. I was just in a crowd of hundreds <laughs> and we're all coughing to greet each other right in our mouths directly. A lot of hugging. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he played Trek to Yomi. He's like, Joe, you are going to love this game. Like, so I am, I am all in. I, I trust that little nerd's, you know, credentials <laughs> when he's talking about an indie. Yeah, so, and it's your kind of game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's your kind of game. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Well, I'm looking forward to to uh Trek to Yomi coming out for sure. That's like on one of my like most anticipated. I'm also, I mean, I'm on this weird nostalgic kick where I'm playing Power Rangers Battle for the Grid and I'm looking forward to uh, Ninja Turtles Calabunga collection and to Shredder's Revenge. Like I am I loved those games as a kid. And I am so ready for them to come out. And they're not indie per se, but but Treader's Revenge kind of is because it's dot uh, dot dotemo, uh, yeah. dotemo. I don't know how to pronounce their name. Um, and I think it's uh, Dotemo or something like that. But it, yeah, it, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and so I'm. Those are so among my most anticipated games this year, just to play. And like, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but like, I'm doing the thing where I'm I'm watching videos, kickback, nostalgic videos. Like, well, all right, like. You know, what was this game like way back when it was new? You know, what do people think about it in retro reviews now? And that's always, I think, fun to kind of go down that rabbit hole. And I often watch reviews to games that I'm playing after I've played it. Like I went and watched the Elden Ring reviews after I knew what I thought of the game, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do I think, that too. Uh, I think when people uh, try to play the NES TMNT game, it's going to be hilarious because that game is a mess and brutal. Yeah. And they're not going to know what hit them if they played it before. Man, I'm looking forward to to like the to where you get infinite lives and just getting to play through them. Yeah, as a the kid, I only saw the. Yeah, as a kid, I only got to see parts of those games. Right, I wasn't good enough to play them, or if they were in the arcade, like we didn't have a lot of money. I usually got a quarter, and that lasted maybe. Two hours. <laughs> Dude, maybe Turtles in Time, I played endlessly on Super Nintendo. Man, like I mean, endlessly. We played that beginning to end uh, countless times. It, it is. I, uh, I just wish it had online co-op, man. I miss. I wish some of them do. Some of them. I think that one's going to. I think that one is going to. Really? I I could have thought. I could have sworn I read they didn't. Shit. Certain ones, I believe, are going to. Now, I don't have it in front of me, right? But certain ones are going to have the ability to do that. Sweet. Um, And remember, I mean, I talked to Stephen uh, Frost from from Digital Eclipse, literally because of. It was I discovered Digital Eclipse because of the Calabunga collection, and then realized mm. I'd been playing their other collections like Mega Man and other stuff. Um, but I believe some of them are going to have online play; others will not. Uh, looking it up right now. So, in addition, online co-op: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, four players; Turtles in Time, four players. Let's go! There you and, go. Uh, the Sega Genesis Hyperstone Heist is two players. So okay. three of them have online multiplayer turtles in time and the arcade game, which is amazing. We are rocking those together, boys. Yes. So Ooh, so Hyperstone Heist is actually a combination of the arcade game and uh, turtles in time that they were mixed. They used the assets from those games and then chopped them up and then created its own Sega Genesis version. They used to do that in the 16-bit era. The, the Super Nintendo and Genesis would get licensed games from the same license. But the games would be like slightly different. It was very interesting back then how that would work. 
Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it, excited for it. And it's Sweet. it's nice because we don't have a lot of big things to look forward to this year. You know what I mean? Like we have Starfield and possibly God of War. I'm looking forward to to Batman or Gotham Knights rather down later on this year. But you know, a lot of these games are getting pushed out of 2023. So, you know, here we are in, in the end of April and we've had some heavy hitters drop, and it looks like we're in for a quiet period for quite a few months, which is yeah. so where the indies be- come in. So and that's what, and, and honestly, like it's gonna be even quieter when when PlayStation dies. Now, <laughs> PlayStation is gonna die. Um, right. Joe, this might be news to you, bud. I'm not sure oh, if you're aware, oh, but Jesus Microsoft oh, had their best quarter, best in quarter years in years. Oh, how many years? Oh gosh, so many years. It was their oh, best. Geez. It was. Let me, let me let me read some stuff. I'm gonna read oh, from Microsoft Twitter on this one. Uh, in, a, in a Microsoft earnings call, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, the Xbox Series S and X gained global market share in the past two uh, quarters in a row. Xbox Series S and X this past quarter were the best-selling new generation consoles in the United States, Canada, the UK, and Western Europe. That is monstrous. Uh, Game Pass hours are up 45% over the last 12 months. Uh, hardware sales exceeding expectations, biggest non-holiday quarter ever in mm. Xbox revenue, uh, which is fantastic. And uh, I mean, I could go on. There are a lot of intense breakdowns. Ains, I don't know if any numbers specifically stood out to you, but um, I, I saw someone went back back when Xbox used to post numbers of months, and their best mm-hmm. March previously during the 360 era was something like 460,000 consoles or something. So. Obviously, what they're saying is it's more than that in one month. And the estimates, I think, put it at like 550, which mm-hmm. 550,000 Xboxes sold in March without any game release. That's wild. That Absolutely wild. wild. Yeah. PlayStation Stead, you heard it here first. So, so I guess that's the logical question. Joe and I, Joe and I had this conversation briefly in a, in a couple gaming sessions a couple yeah. hours ago. Um, Joe, because you host the PlayStation podcast and you're likely to get this question quite a bit, uh, I'll ask it to you. What does it mean for PlayStation that Microsoft destroyed them in the last oh. quarter? Well, thank you, Larry David. I I, I appreciate this question. Um, it, it means that Xbox is doing good, right? Like they, they have, not to say solved it, but it looks like their supply chain is doing a okay. I I I I bet being Microsoft and you're asking for things and components, probably you, you get a you get an advantage when it comes to people giving you stuff. Um, and so they're able to put together more boxes, put them on shelves, and that is what is selling. I think Game Pass is appealing. I think it's gonna start reaching that you know common consumer rather soon. I think that Xbox is being way more competitive than they've ever been. And I think that's great for gamers. That's, mm-hmm. that's I think, what, what I like to see as the quote-unquote PlayStation fan is for the last generation, it was not close. You know, it was just PlayStation dominated month in, month out. You know, game number one comes out, everybody loves it. Game number two comes out, everybody loves it. You know, cycle repeats. This is, um, this is different. We're seeing an Xbox that is way more competitive and maybe even competitive enough to where it's it's caught sony off guard because i feel like as a sony fan they are once again way too silent it's been like 
a month and a half since you talked, it seemed, and or it seems. And so for me, on one hand, this is going to force PlayStation to be competitive. On the other hand, in the moment right now, um, I am wondering what's going on behind the Sony's, you know, the, the walls of Sony HQ right now, as they did have a, com- a comfortable lead and share market share in this industry. And now it looks like that's going to be really contested this time around. And how is Sony going to look at PlayStation uh, as Microsoft continues to gain ground, which they will. It's, I think it's going to be a very competitive generation this time around. Ains, do you think that uh, any of the games that my, that Sony has gotten over the last uh, few months uh, justify them being silent? And then follow up question to that: uh, some of their exclusives were Microsoft made. Given thinking about like Deathloop, uh, that a big deal anyway? I don't know. I think. I don't know. I think PlayStation is so strong in so many different global markets that uh, news of their death has been greatly exaggerated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I think they're fine. I think what we're seeing is that both of these companies are evolving. We've been watching Xbox and Microsoft evolve for years now, talking about acquisitions. And we still haven't seen games from their 2018 acquisitions. Right. Like we're still waiting for those games Mm -hmm. and they've been evolving their services and everything to change the way they do business in the industry. And it's obviously paying off for them in in different ways. Um, PlayStation is doing the same. They're starting. We talked about this like last year. We I I remember us talking about PlayStation has to reevaluate the way they're doing business and evolve a little bit. And they're starting to do that now, but they're behind the curve in terms of in a few areas. Um, Obviously, they have this tremendous revenue this tremendous global market like we said um but i see that playstation is is in now in the path of evolving whether it be you look at their acquisitions you look at them trying to create multiplayer games with live services um those types of things but we're not going to see the the um fruits of that for a while yet it's going to be a long time so i think we're just what we're witnessing is we're witnessing two companies that are delivering what they can still amidst a pandemic and we're seeing these gaps. And right now, both companies are in a gap at the moment. But, you know, Xbox is in a gap in terms of releasing any first party stuff. We saw that with PlayStation for a while. And I think that's going to be the case for a little yeah. while. Um, it's not going to slow down. We're seeing sales. People are still very invested in these consoles and the services and gaming in general. But I don't think it's fair to expect big first party stuff every quarter from either company right now. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. And I I think to to speak on consoles evolving, like look at what PlayStation has done over the past few months when it comes to bringing games over to PC and seeing that be successful. Um, you know, talking about God of War, because when people are like, well, God of War is on, you know, the PlayStation tier service, everybody's already played that game already. Well, take a look at the Steam numbers, because mm-hmm. the Steam numbers have t- would tell you there's actually people that have waited. There are mm-hmm. people that are just giving it a shot. So by breaking down those barriers, I think you're going to see PlayStation test the waters with this this new streaming uh, portion that they have with PlayStation Plus and bringing more of their first-party studios to PC while at the same exact time, when it comes to backwards compatibility, they just, uh, what's the new uh, team that they have? 
it's game like preservation. Game, game preservation. preservation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they they have this new initiative that is seemingly to bring more PlayStation or, or bring more PlayStation games into their service, which I told Luke, that means they're working on getting PS3 games on PlayStation 5 emulated, which is an extremely hard task um, because the PlayStation 3 was a god-awful system to code for. So Mm -hmm. you're seeing PlayStation start to take their legacy seriously. You're seeing them start to make and develop multiplayer games, which I'm still skeptical to see how that's going to turn out for them. You're seeing them go into different avenues with PC. You're Mm -hmm. seeing them taking the same routes that Xbox is doing, but the same routes, but just a little different direction. So I think both of them are in a really good spot. One got there a little sooner than the other, but I think in a few years time, you're going to see a field that is very competitive uh, between two of them, between both of them. And that's really awesome for us because you're going to see PlayStation fight for our dollar the way that Microsoft has, and you're going to see Microsoft up the ante as well in their gaming division. So I'm, I take this news going, I'm really excited because I think this could only be good news in the moment right now, though, as a PlayStation fan, it sucks because I'm still looking at my watch going, okay, PlayStation, can, can you, can you say something to me right now? I'm bored. It's so funny. You're saying that because in my mind, the counterpoint is like, yo, you got two heavy hitting exclusives this year. Xbox has got a six month battle pass coming in. You know, like, so it's, it's funny to <laughs> yeah. see that. And I want to comment on the, the game preservation aspect. I am ecstatic to see this because some of my greatest gaming memories of all time exist on the PlayStation's one and two. Yeah. I absolutely loved those systems. And I was the one PlayStation kid amongst Nintendo friends when they were all on 64s. Um, I could, I will never forget going to target and thinking we were going to get Nintendo 64. And the guy talked us into a PlayStation one and it was the best decision in the world. It was so cool. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's funny because as we now enter this dry spell and we're going to have gaps like this to Ains's point. Um, and we have had gaps already as a result of the pandemic and as a result of things being difficult, like getting just bottleneck in terms of production, uh, and, and development side, not in a hardware side Mm -hmm. as a result of that, the back catalogs become that much more important to generate revenue. Yeah. And you'll see back compat sales happening. I feel like I see them more often. You'll see older games come into to different subscription services or be re-spotlighted. Uh, and then you're going to ask other legacy games to last longer. See, sea of Thieves is now in season six. And by, from everything I've seen, Sea of Thieves is crushing it right now in terms of its content. They had the Disney stuff last year, but the most recent uh, info drops they're doing and the, the story drops they're doing now monthly, crushing yeah. it. That's going to be called on to play a bigger role than I would have thought in 2022, May of 2020. You know what I mean? That's where Halo yeah. will be next year. It better be. It sure when it finally releases. It sure shit better be. Um, I'm not. I'm not the big negative guy on on Halo right now. It, it feels like everyone it. wants to pile pin on, but pin it, pin it, pin yeah. it. We're uh, going to talk about it, okay? Because uh-huh. I do. It's uh-huh. a great topic. Um, because I'm not. Well, I am negative on it. Um, but. Game preservation is a huge step for for Sony because I feel like they have the best legacy of the big three in terms of creating quality across every generation of of games, Uh, whereas Nintendo has ups and downs, peaks and valleys. 
and Xbox, I think, tiered lower just just across the board and they were doing the best job at it. And so I love that news. I'm really excited also to see uh, Microsoft get a win for all the work that it's put in since seemingly 2015, but really it felt like 2017 Mm -hmm. on. It seems like they've just been cranked to to 11 trying to right the ship. And it feels like they did. It feels like they had, you know, their ship was, was leaking water everywhere and they're starting to finally like plug it. Who? Um, <sighs> my question will be how complex and complicated that task is going to be once Activision is folded in in 2023, which is probably about a year from now, I would guess, is when it gets finalized. June? Yeah, May, June, somewhere in there, theoretically. If that deal well, is done. I heard it was this September from reliable sources. That reliable were sources. Ah, oh, man, you're dealing right there. Yeah. Um, you know the the real talk is like that's going to be a big culture shift for them and another task and if they're also looking based on what they're who they're hiring if they're going to be acquiring more people even more people that's another culture element yeah. they're going to have to contend with so it's it's cool it's good news i'm excited it's all all positives but it's like ooh nice win they deserve it yeah. That's a, yeah, it, it does seem like PlayStation has right for the moment, PlayStation has the IP that I care for, right? Like you talk about Horizon, I think for what is it? For this year right now is uh the the either the third or the fifth, I think it's the fifth, best selling game this year coming out mm-hmm. in February. You have uh Gran Turismo seven. Everybody hated, nobody's playing it online. I didn't right? hate it. I didn't either. Isn't it popular? Number Is it two. doing well or bad? No, yeah, it's number it's two. It's well. the biggest okay. North American launch since I believe two. Or, gotcha. Right? Yeah. It's I the legit- biggest ever, they no. said, for Gran Turismo. Yeah. Okay. Biggest that's not ever. my world. I wasn't trying to be mean. No, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like PlayStation sales wise doing really well. Yeah. And, and, and their games are still resonating. People are still flocking to them. And you take a look at like every time that there's a PlayStation 5 restock, a horizon sells it's back up on the top five list it happened uh uh earlier in the month like it it was like back at like number two or three on the list just because there's more playstation fives so i think one of the 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 major things that you know we got to talk about is the fact that playstation still is in this place where i feel like the good pressure from microsoft is hurting them a bit but it's really getting more playstation fives out here i think sony's biggest problem is they can't make enough of these right now the system is is just that clogged and that's the thing that is going to hurt them that's the thing that they really desperately need to solve because it looks like microsoft has solved it again maybe next month there's no xboxes to be sold but right now it seems like microsoft has kind of cracked the code now PlayStation's going to have to find something, find a way to get more PlayStation 5s out there. That's going to be their biggest task. It's not really even like, how do we compete with all these acquisitions out of Microsoft? It's just, how do we get more PlayStation 5s out there? It was like it's like six months ago. I don't know. It was a while ago that in an interview talking about <clears throat> dealing with the pandemic that Phil Spencer said um, said that they've made their their the most investments and the right investments they can to deal with the chip shortage to get series X and S's out there. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're seeing is the result of that. And um, I, I don't think it's a a big leap to think that Microsoft has put more money than Sony out to prioritize their production. Um, It just seems like that's what's happened. And well, they're playing the game. They're playing the corporate game 
the way they can play it. I mean, it's business. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha, success. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it is interesting, though, because we don't know how long these shortages are going to last. You know, we keep thinking mm -hmm. we're at the tail end of it and then something happens and it seems like it could go on for a while. And if if this continues, the I think I'm sure I was trying to think back in history if this has ever occurred. And I, I didn't used to obviously follow gaming like we do today, but All it right. would be kind of interesting, if nothing else, if Xbox were to take a console sales lead merely because they could produce more of them and paid to produce more of them for like two or three years straight. Which yeah. would be pretty funny, really. It would be good in terms of kind of rebalancing scales because it was so tilted last generation. Yeah. But I don't wish for that. Like I don't. No, I don't either. I want know, everyone who I, wants one to be able to get one of either right. console. But yeah, it's like the what? What are Xbox players going to do when Wolverine comes out? Which I want to play Wolverine. I'm play Wolverine. Like, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> um, you idiot. <laughs> the, who said that? Some, oh, some, some one of those goddamn like, morons. Like a, you know, he's probably making sauce. Um, probably <laughs> fucking loser. It's almost like you could just play games when they release. It's crazy. I know it's nuts. I, <laughs> I wonder how much uh, xCloud will factor into oh, yeah. their ability to bring people into their ecosystem. Game Pass is really up. Or was it game time on Game Pass is up like 45 percent? I just scrolled off of it. I should have kept it in front you of dumb me. Idiot. Oh, um, game Pass hours played is up 45 percent in the last 12 months. I wonder what the metric is on on xCloud there, because I would not recommend xCloud as the sole way someone plays. But I feel like every other week we're seeing touch controls added to this game, to this game. And that's what happens is the dad who's a gamer knows that he can give little Johnny these kid games that are now getting into Game Pass. They got a lot of family friendly stuff dropping in. And now it has touch controls while you're waiting at the doctor's office here. Play Ben 10 here. Right. Play this. You know, I wonder if that's a factor or not, or if it's just anecdotal, like we're making that up as podcasters. Yeah, I, know, uh, I think a little bit uh, of a column A and B. Probably, yeah. I was just gonna say I like their commitment to it. Right? They're not. We don't know the the full statistics of who's playing those specific things with touch controls. Obviously, Xbox does, but regardless of what those numbers look like, they're committed to it. And I think mm -hmm. you are gonna get those people, as with any product or service, right? Who come in late? Like I, I don't know who it is on on my feed who's always been a Nintendo and PlayStation guy. And he posted he got his first Xbox ever last week or whatever, a Series S. And he, um, sorry, he did, uh, my mind today. He subscribed to Game Pass and he was mm -hmm. like, he's been posting about how amazing his experience has been trying all these games and the Xbox UI, like all things he's never experienced before. Sure. And so as Xbox continues to invest in all of these different things, you're going to get those people who get into the Xbox ecosystem for the first time in 2024. And mm -hmm. you've got, 400 games that you can play on your phone with touch controls and you've got 800 games in game pass and you know it's just a it's a good ecosystem to be in i got a bad case of hiccups boys i think i might die i hope you do <laughs> just like playstation yeah just like playstation god damn it dead. i wonder how much also xcloud on the consoles will be used you yeah. know because like that's yeah. the thing you can do now i've never bothered cloud like streaming. you can just yeah. yeah you can just play from the cloud Halo Wars 2, everyone. That's what you play. I think it's good for trying games again. Like if you if you just want to try a game really quick without if you have a slower download speed, right? You don't want to download mm -hmm. a game for five hours to try it. You can just try it. Yeah. I don't know why you'd use it otherwise. If you're home and on your console, play locally. It's going to be the better experience. But I could see people wanting to just quickly try a game. Now here's my here's my next question for you, boys. Sure. Um I, I don't know 
if you if you had this on the dock or whatnot. What do you, what do you guys think's happening over there at the Ubisoft? So for context for the listeners, a lot yeah. of things coming out about Ubisoft pro- getting shopped around, getting looked at to be picked up by. Uh, oh gosh, now I said for context for listeners, there is one major group that was a- a- ahead. Microsoft and Sony were not the major. Uh, group. BlackRock is it? That might be it. It was yeah. like a third party. Or am I thinking of something else? I don't remember. It, it wasn't Tencent. It wasn't Sony. It wasn't. It wasn't like your usual suspects. Right. It wasn't 2K. Yeah. But it it certainly Ubisoft seems in trouble in a way that they were in trouble when Vivendi was trying to get them years ago. It's Blackstone Inc. and KKR. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Almost by a letter. One letter, you know? Could have changed the whole thing. I like that it's Blackstone and I said Blackrock. <laughs> close, close, close. Yeah, and, and KKR Co. Uh, uh, our private equity looks looking like they may scoop this up. Well, well, from what we are... I mean, we don't know because, you know, as usual, there's a lot of speculation, but the reports coming out are are pretty negative about UB, right? That projects are in are floundering. They've announced all these games we were talking about in our chat the other day. They've announced all these different games and genres, yet nothing's getting delivered. Nothing has release dates. Um, I, I don't know what's going on over there. It seems weird. They've got these other allegations they're dealing with around the sexual harassment stuff. Got and NFTs, which are the future. NFTs, they're talking about it. Just they're the like future over there right now. It's some leadership. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's nuts at what's going on over there, and it's crazy to me that it it, it kind of seems like nobody kind of wants them. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, I think Xbox is kind of busy right now with Activision, um, and I don't think they can make. Well, I mean, who knows? Crazy shit's happened. Would you even want them to? Yeah, but, and that's the thing. It's like, do you really want them? And like, if you're PlayStation, they, that doesn't fit your portfolio that well. You already have a whole bunch of open world third person games. Do you want even more of them? Um, and then just like how many? I think like Activision has about 5,000 employees, if I'm not mistaken. Ten. No, no, no. Oh, oh 10. Way Sorry. more than that. Yeah. 10. And in Ubisoft. And that's what I was going to say. Ubisoft, a much much smaller in the revenue department, um, yet ha- has so many people. So you're you're talking a whole lot of overhead, a whole lot of management like issues you have to resolve, pipelines that need to be fixing. Like this is such a huge undertaking because it seems like real it really has COVID has screwed this company, and I don't I don't see how they how they walk out of it. It's just, it's just nuts that, yeah, they're, they're that messy that it, it seems like nobody wants to, wants to touch them or, or may have wanted them, but can't, maybe they're busy. Like would, would Ubisoft have been a good substitute if Activision wasn't an option, right? For, for Xbox. And like the answer is yes. Cause oh, I think so, yeah. the name Assassin's Creed sells in, in a similar, but not as, as big of a way as call of duty. Like that's, that's what I was saying to Joe Ains the other day was like the names of Assassin's Creed sell really well. Like that's going to sell. It's an IP that's powerful. So as far, is, far Cry is more powerful than people realize too. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I think you're probably right there. Um, the question is like, like you said, who wants Sorry, Ubisoft ha- uh, may have up to 19,000 employees around the world. Oh, I saw 11. Wow. Okay. 19,000. Yeah. Like what are they what? doing? They're making Just mm. Dance 23, baby. Exactly. Yeah, that must be it. Probably still on the Wii. 
for the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably still on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as far as like what's going on there, Joe, I think it's a uh, wait and see. It, it, I would think I would be more interested if it was WB. Um, mm. You? One no. I, I grant you that it's a it's a DC thing, but it's also like you got Traveler's Tales who just put out the, yeah. the Lego game. You got, uh, oh my gosh, you got Nether Realm. You got right. W Montreal. You Don't got they own Monolith. Yes. Okay. Monolith yes. is yes, really yes, good. Yes. Yeah, very yeah. talented studio. Yeah. Too. So, WB is the one I would want to to survive. You know, and really sometimes I wish they would just get split up. You know, what I mean, like, all right, each studio survives, but let's, let's divvy them up. I feel like it should work like that, but it doesn't. Mm. So. No. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see where Ubisoft ends up, but I I don't know. I don't know wh- why anybody like on the on, in the Xbox side would would want them. It, it's just a whole lot of employees, a, a whole lot of legal tape you got to go through around the world. Like they are uh, powerful. They IP are an if you can manage it, but that's still scary. Yeah. To me. yeah, and Ubisoft always plays ball. They'll put their games anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. You know, it's just it, it's crazy how the landscape is changing so much because even Embracer Group, like, what is it last week? They're like, we're not done. We have like 63 <laughs> studios. We want even more. It's mm-hmm. like, Jesus. OK, settle. They're, they're building a, like this isn't a joke. They're building a metaverse. That's what's happening. <sighs> I'm like, all right. That's not I'm not like I'm not, you know, Elon and up over here and Mark and Elon hanging out. But like, that's what's happening as these are acquired. They're going to get umbrellaed. And then within those umbrellas, you're going to have an account that, that plays between them, you know? Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Ains, would you want, last thing as we close this one out, do you want to see Ubisoft go to any of the big three? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, to be honest yeah. with you, I don't really care. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at too. I just don't care. I, I PlayStation and, and Xbox, in my opinion, they... They have so much on each of their plates that they're already working on and building towards. And I'm not convinced. And I know we had a conversation on BitCast about this. Hogue made some good points that even if the deal goes through for Activision and Blizzard with Microsoft, right? Microsoft and Xbox leadership has a lot to work through there. And it's not as easy as just buying a company, taking their IPs and saying, now we own this IP and everything's going to be great. That's not how it works. And I, I, Xbox in general hasn't shown yet that they can manage these studios effectively. Um, and I, I, that concerns me. So I don't All know. Right, sorry, I, Pony. <laughs> and, uh, you know, PlayStation's got to do the same. Now, PlayStation's been excellent at managing their studios over the past several years since PS3 era. Um, but they're taking on new things now. They're taking on live service. They're buying new studios. They're taking on other things that they haven't done yet. So, That'll be up in the air as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I, I would like to see. I, I'm one of those with Ubisoft games where, like, I enjoy them for what they are. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy Watch Dogs. I enjoy Assassin's Creed. I enjoy Far Cry. They're not my favorite games, but they're yeah. fun. I play them for fun. And mm-hmm. if someone can come in and optimize those and bring us kind of a refreshed experience in those IPs, great. But yeah. I don't think it needs to be Xbox or PlayStation. It's certainly not going to be Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. This is Miyamoto speaking. I can assure you 
then Nintendo is not interested and tweet. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> so weird. I wanted to make a dig so bad, but like <laughs> I thought about it too late. Like I literally thought about it this afternoon going, this is Luke Lore. I suck. You can imagine like the 70 year old Miyamoto. This is Miyamoto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sitting yeah. at his computer, click send. Millions of people are like, who? Yeah. And that's the thing, like now, like having a little bit of an eye in this industry and how those messages get crafted, there was someone behind that keyboard typing as Miyamoto spoke. They're like, you know, we don't need this is Miyamoto, right? We could just talk. And he's just like, I want the people to know it came out of me. <laughs> I, I, you've lost me. I'm sitting here like staring at you guys. Okay. I don't know what you're talking so, about, but it's okay. There's a 50% chance, Joe, that it because it's Nintendo, yeah. Miyamoto, if there's one password. And one, it's on one phone, and Miyamoto's got a little flip phone where he was typing it in six punches each. Uh, Ains, there was a Nintendo tweet that began, this is Miyamoto, period. And then had a statement about something. The the Mario movie being delayed. Right. Oh, because yeah. because he doesn't have a Twitter or something? Like, they... I guess right. so. He's always just like, so out of Nintendo America, is like, this is Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, bud. Yeah. Uh, gents, let's transition topics here. Uh, Halo Infinite. I feel like every episode we end up talking about it, and it just seems to be the way the news cycle rolls. Um, shout out to episode five, by the way, of the Paramount Plus. That was that was a good episode, first good one. Um, anywho, uh, Halo. No, <laughs> just messing up. Halo Infinite has announced uh, its season two roadmap. A lot of good things on it, but very few people, including myself, able to get past the six month time window a surprise we thought it would be three months looks like season two is going to last for six months we had a sarco right in he wants to know will halo <laughs> infinite oh boy i'm waiting for this one because i know it's going to be bad will halo infinite fizzle out season three is a six month season will anyone still be around in november to care <laughs> yeah uh forge as a beta uh will we get Will we get the Halo Infinite we should have gotten before they pull the plug on it from lack of interaction, figuring three to four years at best to get it where it should be? Well, um, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I introduced the questions. So let's throw this one to Ains. Go for it, buddy. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there is. So I'm not as negative as others. Um, so I said, I said a few weeks ago before they were announcing the roadmap, I said, if season two is a six-month season again, that's a problem. And uh, I still kind of stand by that. I think that's what everyone's jumping on, right? Like there was the sad thing is there were a lot of good updates in their roadmap and updates, but mm -hmm. everyone honed in on six-month second season, uh, for partially for good reason. Um, but what I would say is I, I think that people... I don't know. I, I think people are being a little too aggressive. And I know we've said this before. It sounds like a broken record. But again, go back and look at Apex Legends. Go back and look at Fortnite. Go back and look at these giant games in their first year. And it's pretty sparse. Um, and what we're seeing out of Halo is the game has been out for six months as we speak right now. Um, and by the end of year one, what we're saying is that they will have had two seasons. We have no idea the types of maps that are coming. We know there are two maps in season two. We don't know if there's going to be more down the line. Season three is going to bring more. We don't know. But they're adding co-op. They're adding Forge. By all accounts, Forge is going to um, 
uh, not only be revolutionary from the, the the creation suite, right, but bring with it some of the Halo 5 functionality, which is like custom games browser and things like that, being able to play games with your friends on new maps. Um, they're looking at, you know, player-created content. And then they're also, you know, introducing three no new modes now. We know certain affinities mode is supposed to come um, sometime at the end of two. season two or sometime <laughs> during season three. So what I'm saying is if you look at it from a holistic perspective, if you look at, say, end of 2022, which would be just over a year post-release, right? You're going to have, um, from a multiplayer perspective, because that's primarily what we're talking about, you'll have two seasons uh, going into the third season. Who knows how many maps that'll introduce. Um, you're going to have these two battle passes. They've made a lot of changes to the battle pass and cosmetics. You're going to have several new modes introduced, potentially this gigantic battle royale hybrid mode that certain affinities working on. It's... I don't know. It, it seems like a decent amount of content. Is it as much as we all want? No. Is it at the cadence we all want? Of course not. Um, but it's also not like we're going into a year after release and they've added a new map or changed a map and they've added a few cosmetics that you could buy in the store. It's not like that. There's a lot more content being delivered in year one than I think we've seen out of even some other games, despite mm -hmm. them being behind the curve. Um, and I think we need to give them a little credit from being fully transparent about it, very communicative about it, and saying that they know that they're behind the curve and that they're uh, adding resources to deal with that and to get up to speed. And I think certain affinities agreement, which I think we talked about, I don't know if I talked on Big Cast or previously here about that. I think we talked about on our last episode with the uh, deepening of the agreement with certain affinity. And as I said previously, there is nobody you want working on Halo more than certain affinity they they are hmm. excellent um i mean they have the the best pedigree of anyone uh when it comes to halo multiplayer so i'll stop now but i i just think people are just it's halo we know there's going to be a magnifying glass on it we know there's going to get flack and it's not perfect no one's saying that uh it can definitely be better they definitely need to speed up um but i don't think it's nearly as dire as people are making it out to be you know, Sark says three to four years. What are we talking about? We're no, six months. No, We're six no. months post-release. Like, come on. it hasn't been three, you know, by the end of year one, like I said, there's going to be a lot of content there and modes and yeah. availability. It's just, it's, people are being too harsh. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so first off, this isn't great. Um, I, 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 you know, I think we were talking to Mo. Mo had a great point of like, man, this game was, remember when this game was supposed to launch was 2020? Like, or 2021, like, yeah. remember that? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Sorry, 2020, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Like, what was yeah. that game going to look like? Cyberpunk. <laughs> Not Probably. good. Not good. Yeah. Probably. And so, to me, taking a look at the game, um, as it stands right now, I don't think it's done enough. Um, I don't think that there's a lot of content here. Um, even, like, just the passing of, of Season 2, um, where it's just, like, two maps... It's like, all right, cool. Uh, anything else? <laughs> like, um, I, I'm, I'm not, there's, I feel there's not enough to pull me back into Halo right now. So like, as I'm going to bring my Xbox in for repairs, I'm not stressing it because I don't really feel the pull back into Halo. Now that will change when they bring those new modes in right when certain certain affinity brings out uh their um 
their multiplayer. Well, the, the, or, the sorry, three new modes the they talked about last Royale. week are coming with season two. With season two, okay, that's great. Um, last so, part and standing has a chance to be fun for us, Joe. In terms of yeah, I don't. Uh, real talk, I, I'm reading that gun. No, like it this looks like this, battle royale light. Which the, yeah, just give me battle royale. Don't that whole like sixteen Spartans drop on a big team battle map of which we already know and already experienced. You have like five lives. That no, just just give me the real thing or don't give me anything. Um. So for me, I just I don't feel the pull back into Halo right now, but that doesn't mean that by November, and I know it sucks. I'm like in another like six months, um, that this ship isn't going to be corrected. I think it's not going to be three four years. This is going to be by by the end of this year. I th- feel like this issue should and will be resolved. I think you're going to have a really good roadmap once season two ends into season three of like, here's our cadence every three months. Here's what we're going to do. New modes and, and rotating maps and modes in and out. Um, that I think that it'll be in great shape. Now, what you're going to need is you're going to need to like relaunch it. Like this is going to need a, a soft launch and what better way to give you a bit of a soft launch than introducing the real battle royale mode which rumor has i think just broke the story it's like gonna arrive at around october november and i think um, november on anniversary they said late season two or early season three is the target now we'll see what that means of course but apparently been in debt for over two years yeah it better be ready shoot (laughs) yeah and i think at that point we should know but I, i i guys i swear to god if if by season three they're like okay guys listen um really yeah so we we yeah we try to make ramen and coffee pot we broke everything that no this <laughs> is this is not great now is it as bad to say does does three four three know what they're doing should should him go somewhere else no stop it knock with knock it off with yeah, us silly, silly but argument. yeah no I, I i don't feel compelled to go back into Halo season two as much as like I'm compelled to go back into like Fortnite or something like that. So I'm, I'm stoked for season two because mm-hmm. it's something to, to do and progress. And they made a lot of changes to the battle pass to, to Ainge's earlier point. There's a lot of really positive changes that have been made for season two that have been glossed over. I think uh, unnecessarily we saw them quickly react to battle pass and shop concerns in season one. Uh, and then nothing changed after a bit, right? Like they changed kind of the biggest uh, failures and then it was what it was. We've seen a lot of things that are coming for season two that look great as far as the way they're handling battle pass progression, the, the availability of modes and, and the way that you're going to progress Spartan customization. All of that to me is very positive. So Joe, I am excited for that aspect because I like playing Halo. The gameplay has been there since day one. The, I, I am very much of the camp that they need the battle Royale. It is important. It is a relevant thing. It wasn't a fad. Uh, People enjoy it. Uh, And I do think they're going to get that, that soft relaunch as it were. My hope is that the battle Royale is only this generation hardware, but I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, or a realistic expectation. But I think the way you do that is you you bring in all of your Bethesda skins. You know, like if you got a Halo Battle Royale and you can have a Doom Slayer skin, you can have Fallout armor, you can have uh, Elder Scrolls inspired armor. I think that's cool. Uh, 
I don't like the timeline, but how many live service games launch well? And I'm not defending Halo, just to be clear. I'm very upset with the way this six-month thing. But when I look at the the live service game yeah. that, that has existed across you know any number of whether it's Destiny, whether it's Sea of Thieves, whether it's Fortnite, whether it's No Man's Sky, all of these games that are living, their year one, pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even when playable, still rough. So to me, Halo Infinite's year one looks pretty good by com- compared to a lot of them. Uh, we're halfway through it, you know, but it's all the onus is on them. The, the onus is on me. They did deliver a campaign that I had a blast with. They did deliver uh, some good many hours of multiplayer. Like, like we remember we were all posting like 40, 50 hours. Like you're telling me you're not happy with that experience. That's great. It needs to be more. Sure. I think I have over 300 hours in it. You're a freaking monster. Good Lord. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's all. I'm not like knocking it, but like I want bot, bot, exper- bot experiences, PVE experiences, whether it's firefight, whether it's a Halo five style Warzone element, something where I can play and not get killed by sweats all day, but I can play with my buds. I like, I want yeah. that. The yeah. other thing that's interesting in their update, I was reading through cause I knew I was forgetting something is they refer they said they plan on expanding the game's multiplayer storyline, uh, referred to as multiplayer narrative events. These aim to place your personal Spartan in the center of an evolving seasonal storyline. So remember, for any listener that's unaware, your Spartan is training at a facility in multiplayer, is training at a facility that Cortana could not wipe out. That's a mm. narrative element. Yeah. So perhaps we see them being brought into PVE elements where they're bat- we're battling elites or we're battling the banished in some way, shape, or form. Maybe that's what they mean, where we go into time-limited modes of, of biting, fighting Prometheans or some other element. Uh, I could see that being what they mean, uh, but I don't know what else it could be. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't know like, either. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's an odd choice, but... Uh, I do think to, to go into the Forge aspects of it, Forge is going to be a persistent online thing. Sarko was talking about how it's like in beta. Well, yeah, in beta for a creation tool set that is yeah. meant to be persistent and evolve. You want that to be the case. You don't want it to be here it is and you're done. That's not a thing that you want yeah. in this modern time. Fortnite was in beta for like, what, the first year or two? I think Fortnite's like still in beta. Four years? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so It was a while. Yeah. The other thing that we did mention, too, that they said is that they are doing a monthly release during season two of quality of life issues. Yeah, that's good. So that's nice. um, every month they're going to have an actual release where they fix things that I guess, you know, they they addressed a bunch of them in their blog. If you go to the blog on season two, there's a ton of info. Um, but, you know, they're doing things like we talked about previously, where um, if you buy the battle pass, you can earn all the money back, just like other battle passes they've. Uh, enhance the weekly drops and the things you can unlock. There's more free unlockables. You know, they're they again. They're evolving and learning. And, and is there going to be a Bruno Marskin oh, or Ariana Grande? Those are in Fortnite, Ains. Look at him; he was confused. Yeah, I don't know. What <laughs> those are in are. Fortnite. Um, I don't even know who those people are. I don't care who they are. Um. But my point being is that I think we all agree that there's a lot of things that should have already been there, you know, that they were behind the curve on. No one's denying that. Um, But at the same time, like the the doomsayers who are just slamming three, four, three and acting like they're not doing anything and just knock it off. Come on. 
Oh yeah, the game's not dead by any like twenty million players at the gate, and of course some of those dropped out. They were trying the game, right? They were trying the game. Yeah. Some of those were single player people. Halo is with a lot of things to a lot of different people. It's not meant to be one pillar. Um, but nobody can say also that they've nailed it. You know? Yeah. They, no yeah. one can say they've nailed it, but I'm certainly happy with a lot of what I've played from Infinite. I just I want better. I want more. Who wouldn't? Yep. You know? Agreed. Uh, in one final uh, talking point today, what was it? Oh, Sony is l- reportedly locking demos, uh, two-hour demos behind a paywall for their PlayStation tier stuff. Oh, boy. Can I just say real quick, <laughs> this seems like something that's been normal in the PC marketplace and that there are ways that you can refund things on Xbox after two hours if you wanted to do that. Uh, I don't think the doom and gloom that's surrounding this stuff is nearly what some people are making it out to be. It's odd to look at on paper, but in practice, it doesn't seem to be the worst, at least on the consumer side, developer side, maybe different. What do you guys think? Oh man, there's a lot to unpack here. Cause I don't <laughs> know if that's a one-to-one comparison. Okay. So like the way steam does things is like, Hey, you could play a game for like, I don't know an hour or two. If you don't like it, send it right on back Okay. where, Again, I'm not a programmer, not a dev whatsoever, so I have no idea if they actually have to cut out a chunk of the game Mm -hmm. and put it in a separate place, or if there's like a line of code that says, hey, here's a timer after two hours, like you're downloading the whole game, but after Mm -hmm. two hours, it's done. I don't know. Uh, That's that's where 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 i'm a little confused by because if it's like just like simply like a line of code going and after two hours if you're on this you can't play it anymore or send you back to the home screen that's fine but if devs actually have to take time and budget around this thing that genuinely sucks it's not going to suck for the big triple a games that we're all excited for right or maybe we're on the fence for so like if you're on the fence for tiny Tina's, it's awesome. Like they're going to have the budget. They're going to prioritize around that. That's fine. But if you're a game like Sifu, where theoretically you could beat the game in two hours, but nonetheless, that's a $40 game. PlayStation's allotted thing is like, if you are a game over $35, you have to have a demo in, in, in this premium pot. So, to me, that's going to undercut a lot of indies that really do think they're worth that forty, fifty dollar, you know, uh, uh, game. But now they have to maybe skew a little lower just because of PlayStation. That's going to mean, you know, what their budget's going to look like. So I don't know strictly just because, or I don't know the effect that this is going to have strictly because. You know, I'm not a developer, but on paper, it does sound weird. And also on paper, it doesn't seem nearly as bad as what others are suggesting. But the last thing, and I'll get off my my high horse here, is um, it's still weird that you're locking it behind this the most expensive tier. Mm. Like, that's nuts to me. Yeah. I, I truly understand if, like, this was, like, the base tier. Like, hey, enter in, you get this. This that sounds like a nice little carrot on the stick, but to lock it behind the eighteen dollar a month thing is, and it's not technically eighteen dollars a month, but you get it. Uh, the most expensive tier that's just that's just bonkers. That just doesn't make any sense. 
and and I I I don't like that whatsoever. I don't know. What's the UNs? I pretty much agree with you on all, on all fronts. I uh, I think we need to see what actually because right now this none of this is official, right? This is what we're hearing. Am am I right there? Yes. Yes. Like PlayStation hasn't come out and detailed this, right? Um, Correct. I'm, but but Nibelian and a few very uh, like prominent. the people that you would expect yes. to to yeah. say stuff and it be accurate have said it. Um, it's odd. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. it it is odd. Um, I agree with you, Joe. Around. It depends on how they're structuring this for developers and publishers. I, I don't know. PlayStation, generally speaking, in recent years, has been pretty good on that front. I can't imagine them, at this point in time, especially doing something that would purposely harm some of their smaller studios. That doesn't seem like they would do that. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. I, I can tell you that this doesn't really give me an incentive. I don't. Does it incentivize you guys to be the highest tier on PS Plus? No, not no, but I'm I'm biased in that I have Game Pass. Where try it, you know what I mean? Don't like it, move on. Yeah. So yeah. because that is, it's not a one to one service, but it is a service that I subscribe to and have available in the gaming space. Yeah. You know, and it's also odd because demos in the 360 era sold games. You know, yeah. like you had demos, but then I think that's Joe's free. point. Why are you locking this behind the? The yeah. highest tier when that doesn't seem to make any financial sense. I mean, obviously None. they may they know something we don't, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. It, That's that, kind of that, why I asked the incentivize question. Like, you if you're locking behind the highest tier, you obviously think it's an incentive for people to subscribe to the highest tier. Yeah. But I, 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 well, anecdotally, I don't know anyone that's saying, "Wow, I got to subscribe to Platinum because of those demos." Like, <laughs> I saw some PlayStation fanboys. You, you wouldn't be surprised who was saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, to to me, the thing that incentivizes me is the PlayStation One and the PlayStation Two classics that are sure. going to come to the service. That's and cool. but nobody if, plays old game show. I'm sorry to let you. Know. I know, right? Jim Jim Ryan's a real lion piece of shit. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> why <laughs> did find that the be? You yeah, don't did you know? do that? Yeah, I yeah, did, that. did that. Yeah, so if I could say, like, me and Luke's mom. Dude, beeps make <laughs> everything funny. That's yeah. awesome. I love beeps it. Ma- Dude, love there's it. nothing better than an edited show of Chappelle's show yeah. where they beep it out because it's the funniest <laughs> thing. And it's weird because the morning after, she <laughs> on the bed. And I thought that was a really weird thing Luke's mom did. <laughs> God, everything about Amber Heard is awful, but man, the memes have been great. Memes have been great. Sorry we're laughing at your misery there, Johnny. That being said, um, the thing that incentivizes me are the PS1, PS2 classics that are coming to the surface. And if they have like trophy support, oh, dude, oh, I'm oh, so, so out. in. And they know that. That's, that's, I, They'll announce that soon. Don't don't give that face. You know darn well if achievements were in old games like from Xbox yeah. original, you'd be in there. You no, would not be. No. I call shenanigans. Now he's an old he's he's one of these old timers. They're like, I remember playing my Atari twenty six hundred. Uh we didn't have a we didn't have exactly we didn't have achievements or trophies. We just had a stick on a hoop and we loved it. We should have an achievement and trophy discussion one day. Ball on a stick. I am so over them. Like I'm I'm so far over them, I don't understand why people go for it. Really? Yeah, seriously. So like you like have you one hundred percent in Elden Ring? Don't even have the desire to. 
Casual. Yep. <sighs> I don't understand him. I, I, I still have the desire to jump back into Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I we don't have to get into it right now. But, like, I posed a question to someone the other day. I was like, I have, like, 160,000 gamer score, something like that, right? Sure. If tomorrow that was 300,000, what mm-hmm. difference would it make? All Absolutely the difference. Not. It means it I'm a real literally gamer. nothing. Yeah. If, okay. If you lost your account tomorrow and you had to restart, wouldn't that bother you? How is that the same thing? What restart? What achievements? Yeah. If like your if account it was... was gone, Porsche Power was gone, and you had to start over. I don't know what you mean by you? start over. Meaning your achievements were zero, and gone. Okay. If that number was gone and you didn't have Porsche power anymore, would that bother yeah. you? Because those achievements are a legacy to your gaming. No, no, there, there's definitely there's definitely some that like I remember fondly. Like um, I have all the Vidmaster achievements in Halo Three, right? And mm-hmm. I did those in Co. Why would he ask a question and then leave? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what this was is he what we deal that? with. This is what yeah. we deal with with Luke. What's he doing now? A little I don't know. Oh, there he is. I don't know what's going on with this guy. He was behind me. It was bothering me. Um, All right. Okay. No, but there's definitely ones I remember fondly, right? And I have a, a nostalgic kind of viewpoint on. But I, generally speaking, the like, I'm playing this game that I kind of like, but I, I have to go get these six trophies to get a platinum before I can play another game. I'm like, what? Why? Why? Because, You're literally spending hours to say you have this little icon that's meaningless it's like cool. I, don't, I, just, I just don't get it i based my whole show around that concept you <laughs> son of a again it's me and but i yeah i think it is an interesting discussion i really do because i i there was a time where like oh getting achievements i really enjoyed and then like as i reflected on it over time it's like why am i going to spend five hours playing a game to get these imaginary things when I could spend those five hours playing a different game that I enjoy more. It just makes, he no makes sense. so much sense. And I hate that he does. Cause I used to be the same way. Platinum's to me is like, that is, I love this game so much. And this is just a little, this is a token to how much I love that thing. I, I do yeah. get that. Cause I, pl- I platinum yeah. got a war and I platinum horizon the first one. Yeah. Well, I, I do get that. What I'm more referring to are the people who like every game they play. They're like, right. Well, I've got to get to this guide now because there's six more trophies to get the platinum before I can play a different game. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah. Who cares? Graham, you have a problem. You need help. <laughs> We're here to help you. I joke with Graham about his trophies. But, you know, there's people out there that have to, like, they can't move on until they get all the achievements or trophies. Yeah. And it's like, you think of all the time you're wasting doing that. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. It's, it's not a waste if you're fulfilled. That no, said, that's I... The, but that's my point. Like, yeah. wouldn't that time be better spent playing a game you enjoy more? I see people literally like, oh, God, I got to get these last three trophies. Like, it's a chore you have to do. Like, what? Well, then you well, can I... put the game down and be done and move on. That's the, they're, they, yeah. Otherwise, they feel You're like it's done. nagging. But it's You're already done. They feel like it's nagging them to come back. That's what I mean. It, it's, it's like a chore that they feel they have to Bane's do. Bane's got I'm... very impassionate. Like, he was in <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's you. office for a sec. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, you don't have to do this chore. You have an option. Like mm-hmm. put the game down. Go play something. Well, fun. it's like so like with like a from game, I'd beat it and then I decide if I really, really like it enough and I'll go back in and that's when I'll do the, the platinum stuff. And, and I, I I can understand yeah. that more than the people like every game they have to get a Yeah, no, not every game. Uh, or I'd go I'd go crazy. Uh that said though, I am very short on time. So do you want to get to questions? <laughs> sorry for the uh was it? no no the, we read the off ramp there. Okay. 
Yeah. We read Sarko's thing, and then um, someone asked a snarky question, which was funny, and I laughed, but I don't have it in front of me. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, like, there was, was a like comment a... on a recent one that made fun of Joe and said, I agree with Ains, but I forget what it was about. Ah, that comment's not important to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up right now. Just a quick quick little factoid. Microsoft says that 10 million people have streamed games on xCloud. That's impressive. 10 million people have yeah. streamed it. That's, that's more than I thought. Because that's I would, me, it's a I, niche would thing. I would love to see recurring streaming though. Yeah, it's probably way Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, fine, like test that stuff, make it work for me for ten years from now. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, I think that'll about do it. What you got? Uh, what you got for us in the future? There, Ains. Let's start with you, buddy. Um. So, congrats on twenty-five episodes, boys. It's always <laughs> fun. Love chatting with you guys. We always have a good time. Um. This week, uh, so Rogue Legacy 2, like I already said, that review will be out later this week. Look for that. Um, if uh, you want to check out our Patreon, Season Gaming's Patreon, I published my conversation with Game Informer Editor-in-Chief uh, Andrew Reiner last week. Uh, so that is up for supporter and uh, producer patrons right now. You can check that out. And I think later this week, yes, later this week, uh, our my conversation with ACG will go live for the whole community as well. So you can check Ooh, that yeah. out. Uh, if you missed PAX East, um, Steve was there covering it for Season Gaming. He has three separate roundups of games to check out from PAX. Ooh. You can check those out on the site as well. So a lot of good stuff going on. I was living vicariously through him and Kyle that whole weekend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, yeah it was cool. Next year, You've maybe. had a really Next good year. time. So. Um, also, I want everybody to thank me over about this overlay that uh, I made. And the logo of which I made. Everybody, thank <laughs> Way me. Better than the last one. Thank you, thank you. Humble brag. Yeah, good um, job, bud. That, yeah, listen, it was a lot of hard work. I poured in the midnight oil, as it were, and I'm taking full credit. This as long is me as you get taking the thumbnail full in time, this I no longer like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Honestly, honestly, I did do a good job on this logo, and I want me to know that I really like. I love like the wire that comes across. Like it's nice. I really yeah. dig it. Yeah, you know, I did like when I made it that night when I was, you know, <laughs> right after I was, I might I hit was, up Joe for a rebrand on XEP. You never, you know, like it's you never like, know, wow. you mm, never yeah. know. Um, no, so you can find me, of course, as no, no, always. No, no, you're last, you're last. You oh. Do the thing. oh, shit. All right, yeah, go yeah. for it, Luke. All right. Um, I on the most recent episode of the Xbox Expansion Pass, which is where you can find my content, uh, I had IGN's executive editor of reviews, Dan Stapleton, on to talk about the challenges of being one of the biggest websites in the world and having people, sure. you know, attack your reviews regularly, arguing about what a review is, whether or not you're paid off, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was uh, super, super awesome. Uh, yeah. To kind of hear his insight. Prior to that, I had the Shredders developers on, and they gave some kind of cool info about why that game is and isn't exclusive, and uh, or is exclusive but isn't going to be getting a sequel, I should say. Uh, mm. And on upcoming on season gaming, you will see an interview with the uh, developers of. <laughs> you just psyched me out, and I forgot the title. <laughs> oh my god! Oh of, my of, god! Uh, god I'm going to believe it. <laughs> of Godfall, uh, I have a written interview with the developers of Godfall. Oh, nice! Go up probably early next week. Um, based on when their timeline is, is lining up. And uh, Future XCP has a cool voice actor coming on. So that's going to be fun, too. That's great. Uh, right. Yeah, that's it did, for did you Did you tell Dan that I gave him 50 bucks to rate the trophy room <laughs> five stars? Because <laughs> all IGN's reviews are 
fuck? Or Dan Stapleton. Oh, I was like, dude. Dan Rodriguez? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no here. idea what you were talking about. Ah, yeah. oh, damn it. That joke fell flat. <laughs> really, really bad. Uh, if you don't use the beep on your outro, I will be very upset because I love beep. You weren't supposed to say it out loud. That's why dude, I that's, put it in the private chat. That's the name of the in the private chat? thing, dude. Yes. Oh, look at that. Ah, oh, you dummy! That. That's why I did a little laugh. How do we do shows with this guy? Like, I, I have was no in the idea. Of talking, I wasn't gonna read your comment while I was talking. <sighs> God, honestly, the Can't ball brigade both. is driving me nuts this week, listeners. You know, yeah. they want to storm one capital, they want to storm another. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's I know. There's, isn't I know there a convoy crazy. you need to be at, Ains? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It, are you a little jealous that Gene's getting canceled and not you, Ains? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ains talked to Colin, but it didn't work. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so much respect for you. You done did the thing. I did have a, I had did a conversation have a, with a guy. I mean, I'm nowhere near the audience of Gene, but I did have a few people that actually commented like, Ains, I don't know why you're doing this interview. I was one of those people. And then you explained it to me. Yeah. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, I'm being a turd. I'm doing yeah. one of Amber Heard's best work. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And then, as I watch other people ask the same questions, they're becoming the very thing they sweared uh, right? they weren't. It's Dude, I saw one dirt. person. I saw one person for five hours harass this man. Let it go. Harass Gene. Oh God. Going after it was a fi- it was a five a five hours. I'm like, guys, come on now. He's uh, a guy enough. In the video games media, interviewed by a guy. Also in video games media, and not everyone agrees with them. Like, there's some bad people doing great things and good people doing bad things and everywhere in between uh-huh. that. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're a little hypocritical if you work for Tencent. Shut up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, all right. So, uh, so capital next time this year you know janet <laughs> six will be there uh <laughs> or b square i'll be the shaman this time around uh even shaman 2.0 remember that guy hates <laughs> oh yeah okay you took i was like i him, have remember? no idea what you're talking about i got you i got you <laughs> all right everybody that's enough of that rant everybody Beep. you can find me over at the trophy room my playstation podcast i want to thank everybody sincerely uh we are at over no, 650 plus reviews. Not a single one of y'all could have given me one of those reviews. You gave them to Joe. He did. What did he do? He just made a successful show for years. Yeah, exactly. Beep. Consistency. Beep. All right. So uh, with all that said, you know where to find me. I'm Mr. Babbitt. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, keep, 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 keep that co-op. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.